Yes, I, I, I do love this song. And actually, this worship was so many scriptures and thoughts were going through my mind. And I want to bless this for us this morning. And one thought about this song, it says, Everlasting grace. Everlasting grace is a grace that will never end. But somehow, sometimes, we come to worship afraid of running out of grace. And that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about worship without fear. Without fear of being rejected. You know, a lot of times we, we, we believe in a God that will reject us. And that God is an idol. Because the God that the Bible is revealing to us is a God that will never reject you. Because it's his chesed, unchanging love, everlasting grace, everlasting love. A lot of times we can go through dealings and corrections. You know, like Psalms 51, you know, it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Put together the bones that you broke. Sometimes he needs to break us, correct us, but that's not rejection, it's drawing us closer to him so that we get to know him and we're not worshiping a, a, an image, a false God, out of fear. A lot of times people walk with God out of fear that they're going to do something wrong. And you know, this song, it says, precious gifts forever mine. When God created you, Psalms 135, 139, it says, you're wonderfully made. He created you with gifts that are forever yours. Without repentance, Romans 11. You know, but a lot of times we, we temporarily can go astray, but he's waiting like the father of the prodigal son waiting for you to return to him and then he will embrace you and give you everything back. That is the meaning of the year of Jubilee. Everything that ever belonged to you, everything that you inherited the moment that you were born returns to you. And that's why we come and we celebrate the blood of Christ because that's the spirit of the Lord is upon me to set the captives free. It was the year of Jubilee. It's the restoration of everything that belongs to you, all the gifts that belong to you. We were talking about, you know, sometimes you get a, an injection and you feel the, a bad taste in your mouth. Have you ever had an experience that you, you live with a bad taste in your mouth? <laughs> right? So what is the, the solution for that? You keep drinking water. 
keep drinking the, the water of the word and let that bad taste wash away. Let the Lord restore, renew, refresh. Lord, thank you. I need to read one thing here. Romans 8. And we're going to read a couple verses, Romans 8, this morning. But look at this. Verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? If God is for us, if we are in a close relationship with him, who can be against us? A lot of things we'll try. <laughs> and sometimes they may prevail. But in the end, we belong to him. If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who can accuse you if God is justifying you? It shouldn't bother us if people are accusing us. If God is justifying us. It shouldn't affect us. If I am well with God and people are mad at me, it's their problem. <laughs> who is the one who condemns? Jesus Christ Jesus is the one who died. Yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of the God, who also intercedes for us. Don't let this be just another verse that you read 10,000 times. That's why we worship. Because right now, He's interceding for you. He's saying, hey, Father, take care. Oh, my brother, my sister. Remember, I died for them. I paid the price already. They are under my blood. Don't let this become theory. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation? Or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Verse 37. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Overwhelmingly. More than conquerors. I'm so thankful because to me, I, I, I think I've, I've been broken. And I'm, I think I've been carrying this bad taste in my mouth 
for a while, but I feel like it's been washed. And I've been getting to know the Lord in a deeper way. And getting to know Him in His heart in a deeper way. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. Nothing. 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 The only thing that can still separate me is a false image of God, a fear of God that makes me walk away, but perfect love casts away fear. So one thing that we, we have been talking about a lot is we're going to get to know the love of God. And the love of God is not because of what we do, Because he loved us even before we even thought about him. He came and died for us. And he opened the door for us. And everything that we do is in response to that love. Remember John 4, 22 and 24 says, You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know. For salvation is from the Jews. But now it's coming and now it is when true worshipers, we worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people the Father seeks to be his worshipers. For God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in his spirit and in truth. When you received the Holy Spirit, or you were saved, and that is, doesn't mean one event in your life, but as you keep receiving this, you're deepening this relationship of worship. And you're even in more access to, to the Lord. Look at this, Romans 8, 14 to 17. For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of slavery leading to fear again. We're going to worship without fear. When you're worshiping the Spirit, you're not receiving the spirit of fear or a spirit of slavery, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. Bless this for us. All those other things at the end of the chapter will come. Principalities and powers and spirits and people created things are going to come to try to separate you and to bring fear. But the Lord is saying, there is no change in me. 
I do not change. And just as I, I loved my creation when I first did it, created, I still love it. And I'm here to restore and to bring back everything to the right place. Abba Father, the Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs, also heirs of God, and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him so that we may be also glorified with him. I want, I want to ask you to go home later and read these verses again. But read it and talk to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, can you please help me get this into my, my brain? <laughs> this is not like a, a, a carrot on a stick in front of you, the horse, <laughs> that you'll never get to. You know, that's what re religion will try to do. It's like, you, you never get, but you keep trying, you keep trying, and you keep, you know, beating yourself down <laughs> until you, one day maybe you're going to get it. No, this is what God wants for us. The Spirit testifies with our spirit that we are children of God, and if children, heirs also. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, so that we may also be glorified with him. It doesn't mean that it's easy. It doesn't mean that there's no suffering, that everything is, you know, a picnic. No, it's not. A lot of times there is opposing forces. There's battle, you know, like we, we do. We use worship as a tool of battle. But, but not because we are going to win the battle, because we want to be on the right side. Let me read this. Look at this. This is Revelation 5, verse 9. And they sang a new song saying, Worthy are you to take the book and to break its seals. For you were slain and purchased for God with your blood men from every tribe and tongue and people and nation. You made them to be a kingdom and priests to our God and they will reign upon the earth. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them was myriads of myriads, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches, and wisdom, and might, and honor, and glory, and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven, and on earth, and under the earth, and on the sea, and all things in them, say, 
in them, I heard saying, choose him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This is what we are doing here. We're not trying to, like I read last week, I have it marked here from this book, Worshiping Trinity. Worship is not an attempt to impress God or to massage God's ego so we can get our way, our own way, or to earn credit to get into God's good books. God worship is first and last a response to God's unconditional love for us and grace toward us. And he continues, Spirit-led worship is worship that is sincere and honest. It acknowledges our need of God's assistance and sees that only in Christ are any offerings we make acceptable. Only in Christ. That's why all the creatures are worshiping the Lamb. Because He's worthy. Acceptable worshipers come to God in weakness and humility and receive grace in a time of need. Spirit-led worship is not insecure worship, ever anxious of rejection by God, but confident worship that delights that everything necessary has already been done. At the end of our Bible study Thursday, we were talking about that, about like, almost like the sense of being washed. And not that we... I'm being washed not of anything wrong, but my wrong interpretations, my wrong conditions, my wrong applications, and the, the images that I allowed my mind to create. And in the process, God is removing all of that and creating a, a, a new day of relating directly to him. We thank you, Lord. We bless this process of us learning to worship without fear. It's not based on what we can do. It's based on what God has already done. And as we come and we take communion, we say, Lord, thank you. Gifts forever mine. You know, I don't think that God with Jesus, right, with the, the, the disciples. How many times should I forgive my brother? Seven times? And Jesus, oh, no, no, 70 times seven, right? And then why 
would he require that of us and not be willing to show even more grace toward us? Oh, no. You know, go back to Romans 8 and that, all that list of things that would try to separate you from the love of God. And then you add, oh, no, none of this can separate me from the love of God. But my mistake last week can. Isn't that, I mean, our, our fear is not scripture. It does not even make any sense. So I bless this for us. You know, Wes, do you want to bless communion? Yeah. Not only make this extraordinary, make us extraordinary. Allow us to change. Allow us to be made fresh. If you're in Christ, you're a new creature. And I'm, I'm going like, I want to be a, a new creature. Yes. I want to leave behind my ways of thinking, my old ways of seeing you. So we, that's how we come and say, Lord, we, we appropriate this. There's power in this. There is power in this. You know, there's a power. I mean, I was thinking about that. You know, this is why the church slowly started gathering on Sundays. Because it was the day that they, he rose from the dead. <laughs> So they, every Sunday they started coming and saying, we're going to celebrate. Remember. Remember. Yeah. You know that God did it. And it's done. Yeah. It's not, I mean, go read the whole New Testament. It's all about that. Don't try to finish in the flesh. Right. Appropriate what He has done for you. You know, and, but we have this tendency to try to take control and, and, and control God and put God in a little box and I, I repent of that. And all we have to do is say, Lord, you have done it and you're worthy. You're worthy. There is only one worthy to open the book because of what he did. Amen.